40 years ago this fall, our founders came together to make sure that people in our part of North Carolina would never go hungry. Today, that commitment is stronger than ever. Our leaders, our staff, our volunteers, we share the same vision to help people when they need it and work to ensure that they don't. This is Path to Ending Hunger, the podcast for the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. Today, we'll look at how the friends of the Food Bank help us serve nearly 600,000 people in 34 counties. Hi, welcome back. This is episode five of Path to Ending Hunger, a podcast about the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. I'm your host, Amber Repenta, and we are talking about all things dealing with food insecurity, tackling the problem, and how that happens in Central and Eastern North Carolina. So far, we have looked at the situation, outlined the challenges that the Food Bank and its clients face. And on this episode, episode five, we're gonna look at a handful of solutions that could really help help to end hunger in Central and Eastern North Carolina. We joke that the food bank and its partner agencies really would love to put themselves out of business. Um, our guests today are Gideon Adams and Willis Wong, the vice president of Root Causes. And Gideon is the vice president of community health and engagement at the food bank. So we're going to start with you, Gideon. Um, if you are going to end hunger in our area, or at least make a serious dent, you're going to be part of the solution. And before you jump to that answer, um, if you're hearing any noises, we are in the teaching kitchen here at the food bank, which is one of the awesome services that, that you all provide. And all of the trucks and the loading and the moving of that food that we talked about helping uh, all of the thousands of people across Central and Eastern North Carolina, that's all, this is in real time going on behind us here as you all work to end hunger in our area. So um, this is part of making a dent. Let's talk about that. How do you put yourself out of business? Well, uh, you know, for 40 years, we've been doing things one way um, and we're doing a pretty good job of it, we, we hope. Um, uh, but there's been a realization that uh, the provision of, of solely of food is, is really looking to end hungry rather than end hunger. So we need to look at new ways uh, of actually getting to um, the real problem. Uh, rather than solving the the this sort of the symptomatic issue, uh, we need to get to uh, the root cause, which is uh, why uh, you know uh, partnerships with uh, with Willis and his team uh, is so important. Um, we need to look at ways that the society can become more uh, resilient can become more self-sufficient and can be become more productive. Uh, and for us, that means uh, the imparting of a lot of knowledge to them, whether that be on nutrition education or whether that be on uh, financial literacy uh, or uh, on general health. Uh, and so that's, that's really a direction that we're moving into now so that uh, we can actually get to the bottom of what the problem is uh, rather than um, I don't want to say just give food because that's a hugely important uh, part of what we do uh, and will remain so. Uh, but we need to look further than that now. A hand up is what you're offering. A Absolutely. hand up, right? Absolutely. It's interesting. You talked about um, financial education. Yeah. When you think the food bank, that is not the first thing that comes to mind. And is that something that has happened in recent years? 
It is, it is. And we've been looking at strategic partnerships to do that. We're not experts in that, right? I mean, we're experts in, in gathering food and distributing food. Um, so it's been a steep learning curve for us as well, but we've been looking at strategic partnerships. Uh, and those have been with financial institutions, those have been with uh, nutrition education institutions, and they have been with healthcare uh, partners. And so, uh, you know, this last three years, really, the food bank has moved in that direction. And Feeding America is the network of food banks is also uh, moving in that direction. We're part of what we refer to as the Ending Hunger Coalition, uh, which is a part of the Feeding America uh, network. Uh, and we're all looking at this, this type of work that really gets to the root causes and, and, and tries to solution those. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear that because like we were uh, going through some of these numbers about uh, it's it's more than three quarters of a million people go to bed hungry every every night. Um, you guys just serve a tremendous amount of families in Central and Eastern North Carolina, but you don't just, like you said, you don't just want to, to solve hungry. Um, and so much of that seems to come from education and also educating the whole family, right. correct? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we have we have various programs that deal um, specifically with, uh, with with you know nutrition programs for for children, nutrition nutrition programs for seniors, uh, those that deal with general nutrition. Um, but we want we need this much more sort of holistic approach to things where we can uh, where we can not only feed people, but we can educate them on the most positive impact of that food. So uh, the teaching kitchen that you referred to where we are now, uh, that's designed to show people how to eat uh, better, if you like, um, how to eat more healthily. Um, and it's not necessarily about always choosing different foods. It might be about how to prepare the foods that they have now in a different fashion that's healthier. So there are lots and lots of aspects uh, of this, um, you know, and, and, and we have fortunately some, some great educators on our team who bring that knowledge. Yeah. Um, as I say, it's not, not what the food bank originally was doing, um, but now we think much more strategically about the types of food that come through. Um, you know, if we have good food coming through the back door, we'll have good food good food coming through the front door going out to people right so we're much more strategic about um, uh, increasing the amount of fresh produce for example that comes through so although we have a direct service uh, and dealing with our with our with our clients and with our neighbors um, to educate them we're also educating ourselves at the same time to make sure that we have changed from the provision of food to the provision of nutritious food mm -hmm. and there's you know that's a that's a huge step for us yeah it sounds like you guys are working to get to the root causes of hunger so when we come back we're going to hear from willis wong with root causes what a segue right about making sure that people don't just have enough food but the right food as gideon was saying Hey there, this is Vivian Howard from the PBS show A Chef's Life and Somewhere South. Growing up in Deep Run, North Carolina gave me an appreciation for local agriculture and traditional Southern food. But when I returned to Kinston to open a restaurant, it was clear to me many were struggling to find enough to eat on a regular basis, which is why I support the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. They're working every day to nourish people and build solutions to end hunger. And 
They place a priority on distributing healthy and fresh food, including produce from right here in Eastern North Carolina. To find out how you can help, please visit our website, foodbankcenc.org. Welcome back. You're listening to Path to Ending Hunger. I'm your host, Amber Repinta. This is a podcast about the work, the important work being done here at the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina and all of the hundreds of partner agencies that they work with to tackle the issue of food insecurity across Central and Eastern North Carolina. I'm joined right now by Willis Wong from Root Causes. So Willis, I understand that Root Causes is an organization based at Duke University and they do a lot, you do a lot with not only helping people to eat healthier, um, but that also includes some of the clients here at the food bank that we talked about that education piece of this puzzle here. Um, and we were saying that it's a very clever name, Root Causes, before we went to break because that's exactly what the food bank now, part of the mission is to get down to the root cause of, of food insecurity and trying to, to fix that. So tell us what you all do there at Root Causes. Yeah, and thank you, Amber. It's a pleasure to be here with you and Gideon today to be talking about the root causes of uh, food insecurity. So I guess I'll start off with an introduction about root causes. We're a medical student group that got started in 2017. Uh, I can't take credit for that brilliant name. It was actually coined by a man named Julian Sia, who unfortunately couldn't be here today. Uh, but he and a, a couple of medical students back then uh, had this idea to tackle the fancy term that I'm sure everyone's heard of, the social determinants of health, um, which is essentially, uh, as uh, Gideon might have alluded to before, you know, um, thinking about the in the structure and society in which it's in place to help our patients. So things like food security, housing, employment, uh, financial literacy, uh, education. And so uh, us medical students, we are lucky in that we see a lot of the clinical world where we see um, doctors and physicians who are trying to help their patients with a lot of chronic conditions that are um, diet related, things like diabetes, uh, heart disease, uh, obesity. And we sense a lot of frustration in the, in the clinical world where we see doctors trying very hard to prescribe medications, try to motivationally interview, but unfortunately we see them at such snapshots in their life every couple of months, every couple of weeks if we're lucky. And uh, every time we send them back out, they come back with um, maybe some improvements for a lot of people, but a lot of people also struggle to uh, improve their health because of the environment that they live in. And that's kind of where I think Root Causes really is passionate about. The, uh, us as students um, are really passionate about thinking about how do we bridge two worlds together, the clinical world, the hospital, but also um, the world that is serving the, essentially the social determinants of health, the root causes of all these health conditions and the work that Gideon is doing. Um, so we're very lucky to be partnering with Gideon right now. And the project that uh, that's come out of root causes that's partnered with Gideon is called Fresh Produce Program. Um, it's a student-run service where uh, clinicians at Duke University and um, the Lincoln Community Health Center have been referring uh, patients who they are uh, who they think is our food insecure uh, into our program uh, and they get weekly deliveries of food um, from us uh, that and we partner with organizations such as Gideon's um, uh, Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina, uh, other uh, um, uh, farms and community farms and community uh, gardens such as the Duke Campus Farm and Farmer Food Share who donate food to us uh, and we which we purchase through grant funding. Uh, and we've been lucky to be able to support these patients, especially through uh, COVID-19 during the pandemic where a lot of them have 
who are COVID positive have to stay home and are unable to go out to shop for their food. Um, so our students deliver to their doorsteps uh, bags of food wow. uh, every week for the last, I think I'd say four months now. Mm -hmm. That's incredible because you have so much on your plate just as a medical student <laughs> alone and now going through COVID. That's really uh, remarkable. So using food as medicine, that's, that's kind of what you guys are getting at, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you talked about um, the social deterrence of, of health. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that? I know we've, we've talked about this a lot in our newsroom because there's a lot of research that actually shows that that the, the, the mental health stress that comes from not being able to meet those basic needs is, is truly incredible and it can take a toll. I mean, it, it's, it's looking holistically at the entire person here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I was talking to Gideon right before the segment was about the vicious cycle that we see um, of a lot of people in, in America, which is surprising to me that people don't have access to food um, and then they have these chronic conditions that develop because of it. And then they become less motivated, less able to do the things in their life that they need to keep themselves healthy. Things that we probably take for granted, like, um, you know, having the energy to go pick your kids up from school, having the um, finances to buy a vehicle to pay them up to go to the grocery store um, and all these things kind of cycle around each other uh, until it becomes less and less um, easy for them to kind of help themselves out of these issues so i think what I love about the social terms of health and, uh, um, concept is that this is shift away from the pull yourself up by the bootstraps sort of like personal motivation towards let's think about the structures and systems that these our patients and our community are facing and how do we change that to help them. That's amazing. And um, we're going to leave it at, at, at that. But I, I just want to commend you for the work you're doing, especially as a medical student during COVID-19. I know so many people are, are very thankful for, for the future uh, folks. But not only that, the work you're doing to serve those in need on so many different levels, especially with root causes and the work that you all do. So thank you, Willis, for being here today. When we come back, we're, we will look for the signposts that we might see on the path to ending hunger. How many miles do we have to travel? The Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina has provided food for our friends and neighbors facing hunger in 34 counties for 40 years. Simply put, the Food Bank works every day to provide food to people in need while building solutions to end hunger in our communities. Through a network of more than 900 partner agencies, such as soup kitchens, food pantries, and shelters, they nourish families, children, and seniors living with food insecurity. Through education and programs, the Food Bank empowers communities to overcome hunger, creating an environment where all North Carolinians thrive. Find out how you can help by visiting foodbankcenc.org. That's foodbankcenc.org. Welcome back. You're listening to Path to Ending Hunger. I'm your host, Amber Repenta, joined by Willis Wong from Root Causes, and also right now, Gideon Adams with the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. So, uh, Willis, we talked uh, before the break about the work that you all are doing, the medical students at Duke, of, of making up Root Causes. You said you all are also gathering a lot of research and data as to whether or not this is actually helping the folks that you are serving. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Thanks for that question. Um, it takes it certainly takes a village, and uh, we have students who are interested in multiple things. One of them being research. We're very fortunate that we are in this area, right between uh, the hospital science academia world, but also on the grounds grassroots uh, interventions, such as the ones from Food, uh, food Bank. So yeah, we, we, with our program, we are also asking our participants and our patients about uh, how this food is affecting their lives, both uh, emotionally, mentally, uh, as well as health-wise. We're hoping to look at uh, health biomarkers of chronic disease, things like HbA1c levels, uh, glucose control, uh, um, other things like blood pressure and hypertension things like that. It's fascinating. So you're kind of the bridge here between the science uh, and the work that you're doing, Gideon, which is that outreach and engagement in the community. Are we headed in the right direction with as you're seeing how things have evolved? Uh, that's that's really the toughest of questions, right? Um, I, I, I would say, you know, pre-COVID, um, we were heading in the right direction. And the only real marker that we can use uh, and have used traditionally is the numbers of people that are in need, right? As those decline, we, we see that as a mark of success. Um, that was happening pre-COVID. Now we're you know, gonna have to have a reset and, and look at what the, the next normal becomes for us. Um, but again, earlier, Alyssa and I were chatting and we, you know, the, the concept of what, what does, um, uh, you know, no hunger look like, we really don't know, right? Because it's nothing that we've experienced before. Um, so uh, as we see these, uh, the research that's being done by Willis and, and, and organizations uh, in the healthcare partnership field, um, as we look at the at society becoming hopefully healthier, as we see the number of people in need of our traditional services go down, those are the things we're going to be looking for, right? It's 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 not it's not going to be anything you know more subtle than that. Uh, ultimately, when we when we reach the point where nobody needs us, and 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 we get to that point where you said earlier on we work ourselves out of a job. That's that's really well we'll know, right? Um, we need to we need to get back to the point where we are an emergency service, mm -hmm. responding to disasters, and, which COVID has been one of those disasters that you've responded to. Right, but whether it be a, a disaster like that, or whether it be a personal disaster for individuals who might lose a job or might have a fire, or, or you know that type of thing, we should be mopping up where the system can't. We, should, we need to create systems where people don't face hunger in the first instance. And that's what we really want to do. So it sounds like you're, the way that you were measuring milestones is definitely going to be changing uh, in a post-COVID world, right? Because your numbers went up with COVID, your, the need went up. It, it, it did, yeah, close to 40%. And, and, and the, the, the real challenge is that um, for those who, who need our services, um, they're the first to be hit when there's a disaster and they're the last to recover when the disaster is over. So for them, the impact is much longer. Uh, you, you know, we joke about uh, you know, people making sound bites on TV about how the economy is bouncing back. That's not a reality for the people on the street. Um, so yeah, we need to, you know, we need to think long term. But we do know long term that education is going to be there. That's stood the test of time. And as as you're experiencing with root causes, it's it's definitely going to be a game changer. Yeah. Um, do you mean education as in of with 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 the folks that you're serving as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think 
we all need to be educated too, right? I think there's education on that front, helping uh, doing the work that Gideon and the food bank are doing, educating the, and empowering our patients to do uh, what they can to help themselves. But there's also education for us, I think, as medical students and people in the academic sphere, um, people who have a little bit more privilege, um, to understand the other side of the equation, to understand um, the processes in place that d don't make it favorable for our patients to get themselves out of the troubles that um, that they have when things like this happen. Wow, wonderful. This has been extremely eye-opening and fascinating. Gideon Adams, Willis Wong, Vice President of Root Causes, we can't thank you enough for your time. Let us know when it's harvest season in that garden. Yeah, I, I need to go look at that. And uh, Willis, of course, nonprofit, and you're always looking for support, I'm sure, in any way. I'm plugging that out there, not him. Uh, but thank you both for being on Path to Ending Hunger. Thank you for listening. We've had a very fascinating conversation today. Next time, we will examine what makes someone food and secure and how you can help the food bank eliminate worry for so many in need in North Carolina. I'm Amber Rapinta. Until next time. This has been Path to Ending Hunger, the podcast for the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. Thank you for listening and for caring. At the Food Bank, our doors are always open. Perhaps one day they won't have to be. Until next time. To find out how you can help, please visit our website, foodbankcenc.org.